You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Like a wild I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. Where he is. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Your Jordan Hare Stadium time is 8.39 p.m. Central Time. I am Ryan Starrett at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter. The S stands for Hale State because this is a Mississippi State show. Now that Crow's giving me the reins this week. <laughs> on one side of me, the man who struggled really hard with his mic tonight, the AU Chief. How's it going, Chief? All right, and this is the number one song in the UK, Spirit of the Blues. I like it better when Crow does the songs. Oh man, this is a, I didn't realize this is like a YouTube highlights video too. This is great. (laughs) How's it going? We have a... Tonight we have another special guest joining us who is really eager to hate on Georgia with us, James Jones. To hell with Georgia. Amen. <laughs> Did you have more fun watching the first half of the Georgia game or the second half of the Auburn game this week? <laughs> it's it's second half of the Auburn game. It's always better to win. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I would take our win over anybody else's loss. That said, uh, I had started to watch the first half of LSU-Mississippi State because I assumed that the Georgia game was going to go a completely different way, and I was highly entertained by their floundering around. 10-5 to five in the first half. Oof. 7-5. to five. It was 7-5 to five at halftime. That is, that is some There were two gnarly SEC stuff. games that were 7-5 to five at halftime. Unfortunately, Arkansas, who led 7-5 to five at halftime, was unable to – uh, maintain that lead at Texas A&M did uh, winning 17 to 12. Did the SEC just like notice that there was a void up in the Midwest of this country and said, eh, you know what? We'll play big 10 football this week. Little token <laughs> just, of their appreciation. Just make, make sure they felt at home. You know, they don't get their football for another month. Mm. Well, there was a little bit of a mixture of big 10 football and big 12 football this, this uh, Saturday. The air raid, yeah, startful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my goodness. And then the the uh, well, actually, in Baton Rouge, in Baton friend, Rouge, they, they, you know, as our as our good friend of the pod, Josh Black, pointed out, we haven't won in Baton Rouge in twenty one years, and Mike Leach just waltzes in, and year one just just takes one, takes yeah. one from him. Installs an offense without a spring practice at all, which I mean, all told, he says he can install that offense in three days in the classroom. And by gosh, 623 passing yards would seem to indicate that that's the case. I mean, good grief. Flanga. That was a, uh, it was a fun, it was a really fun game to watch. Uh, that was, that probably was the best, like as an unaffiliated viewer, that was probably the best game of the week. I think 
number two is probably that Ole Miss Florida game too. Um, just that Which, that one's we couldn't really watch, but I've right. I've, I've watched right. some of it. Um, just flipping to it every now and then when we were like commercial. Um, but yeah, that that one, you know, uh, competency competency wise, I think uh, Mississippi State looks pretty dang competent. Um, Alabama obviously is competent looking. We looked pretty competent after we after that first half. We looked a little rough, and and Florida, um, and those may be really the only teams that look like they've got it together. Uh, was Gus calling the plays in the first half? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, I was just, I was just curious. He's calling the defensive plays was a real problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, I mean, if we're going to jump right into our game, it was that that was the most uh, concerning thing for me was our defense in that first half. And I know we didn't, you know, <laughs> we didn't. We gave up seven points, right? But. They just—that's because they had two drives that lasted twelve minutes each, or whatever it was. Like they had the ball the entire time, which is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was a—we may as well have been playing Georgia Tech out there the way they were eating clock. Oh man, it was bad. Um, yeah, their their first few their drives in the first half were six minutes twenty three seconds, uh, about four and a half minutes, nearly six minutes. Uh, and over four minutes, and that was the drive at the end of the half. So they had kind of sort of sped up towards the end of it. Um, so no drive shorter than the last one at four minutes, 13 seconds, which was ended by the, uh, of course, the interception. Mm-hmm. Eight out of 10 on third downs, and the two third downs that they did miss were they wound up going forward on fourth down and did not get it. Uh, that was their second drive. Yeah. And then the uh, the interception by Robert McCreary or Roger McCreary. Sorry. So that yeah, was, that was probably the most disconcerting thing is that we we looked competent enough on first and second down, and then there were between penalties and mm-hmm. just getting beat on third down on run plays. Um, yeah, eight out of ten. That's that's pretty rough. Well, and and getting them in a third and long, and then. Uh, giving up a huge third down conversion on the tunnel screen, which what Ugh. idiot of an offensive coordinator would call a tunnel screen. <laughs> <on Facebook. laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it, it, it was just, I, I don't know, watching it. I, I was just like, Oh man, what, like the one unit that I expected to just be great ended up not looking all that great. Although, you know, a couple of those third down conversions, like KJ Britt, like read it, exactly right and they just had they only had a yard or two to get yeah yeah they got about an inch more than they needed on both of them so um yeah i think the big difference is you know the linebacker quarter all the same guys but they're not running behind Derek brown and marlon davidson this year sure and you had big cat bryant who i don't even know if he took a snap in the first half Um, i don't believe so the you know the defensive line struggled against a pretty good Kentucky offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, so the linebackers, they had their work cut out for them. And they they figured it out in the second half. I mean, uh, I, I don't I haven't seen the yardage breakdown, but I don't recall any huge plays uh, or just total busts in the second half. Um, it seemed like they kind of were able to keep Wilson a little more in check too because uh, that was a killer. It was 
whether it was designed run or him scrambling, he, he would pick up, you know, seemed like eight, 10 yards consistently in the first half. Yeah, I think their their touchdown drive right after uh, the first touchdown to Seth Williams, they it was eleven plays, seventy three yards, but and they had one really long pass play in there where Jordan Peters got kind of flat footed as uh, as the safety help over the top. Smoke Monday couldn't stay with the guy he was yeah. covering, which was a wide receiver, so that's not necessarily what he's supposed to do. Right, um, and that set them up relatively close, and they were able to convert. But looking other than that, their drives were two yards, a loss of one, uh, four yards, two yards, loss of five yards, and then uh, their final drive of the game, they drove 80 yards, but then turned it over. Uh, and, and we were keeping everything in front of us at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I guess we should probably – mention the uh uh the play there at the end of the half or or this series series of events mm-hmm. yeah at the, at the end of the half there um I, did you guys think that he was down going into the end zone because i do not i think so my point was if you had showed me the replay of that of that play without telling me the call in the field yeah I'm giving a touchdown yeah but when they call him down on the field i i guess i see what they were getting at <laughs> i guess um, i mean I the, the, was it ever fully explained because where the the announcers were pretty flummoxed by where they spotted the ball and like they spotted the ball yeah. like they called him down yeah. for forward progress but yeah if his knee right. had been down where they, it looked like he could have been down he was, they should have gotten the ball in the two two and a half right and they gave him the ball in the one which didn't make a ton of sense yeah and, and i <sighs> I don't know. I, I would be furious if that happened to us. Right. And I mean, it's, and it has it like this seems like uh, the Mississippi State game a couple years ago where we got all of those calls. Oh, over. yeah. We got jobbed mm-hmm. in that game. Um, yeah. It, you know, I, I could see where uh, a Kentucky fan would have a, a gripe. You know, that, that was a big momentum changer because they could have taken a lead into halftime. They come out yeah. with the ball, um, assume that they, you know, because they have that momentum, they score. Then they're up, you know, three scores on us. It's it's a, uh, you know, that's that's tough to take. Our, uh, our fearless leader Jack was telling us it was going to be twenty one eight when we got the ball back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Luckily, that wasn't the case. <laughs> I, I will say though, so it's a bang bang call, and and like you said, Ryan, if they call it one way on the field, it probably just stays that way. Right. It was still first down. Yeah, you have second down and goal from a yard out. Right, put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, um, Auburn yeah. got the stop. Well, um, I, I think that's what the the, yeah. the officials assumed was going to happen. Uh, they were like, "Well, they'll just score anyway. It's fine." Right, and that's why you know you always review to make sure yeah. because things can go a little sideways. And give Auburn credit they they stood them up on second down and. I think Eddie Grand got a little cute. They mm-hmm. wanted uh, they wanted that running their their bigger running back Rodriguez slipping out of the flat, and I don't think Wilson really recognized that Roger McCreary was going to come off of their wide receiver to that side. If you run that kind of play, and you'll notice, in oh, there were several touchdowns in the NFL today that were uh, 
you leak a tight end out there, you don't have a wide receiver over there because that means you have an extra defender over there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and Roger kind of slipped off of that player. We got pressure on Wilson and he put a little too much air under it and, and really just made an ill-advised throw. He made a lot of those. Uh, well, he, he just, it was pretty clear. And that's, that's where Kentucky's going to struggle. I'm just not sure that they have a passing game at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was also his first game in two years. You know, a couple, yeah. Or I guess he may have played a game last year with the injury, but <clears throat> still, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. I mean, that's the rust you're going to expect between not playing last year and no spring, not having spring. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, just he had a hard time or, hitting. Receivers anything. haven't really gotten much experience either since they just ran the ball all the time last year. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it, it um, uh, you know, it. He's I, good enough that he's going to. They're going to beat some teams this year. Sure. Um, I mean, it was really hard to stop that rushing attack. Yeah. I mean, it just is. You know, they're going to run it and they're going to do what they want to do anyway because of that offensive line. Um, I think that was kind of the game plan from Steele was, you know. They're they're gonna execute some on the ground, prevent the big play, which they did a decent job of, except for the the one touchdown on uh, the first half, and do not give them anything in the air. Yeah. Uh, and again, there there was a couple breakdowns in coverage, but for the most part, they, I mean, what did they have? Uh, Thirty-eight attempts and two hundred and forty yards. That's mm-hmm. I mean, that's not good. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know they don't print yards after catch in, yeah uh, in there and outside of outside of those tunnel screens i don't know that they really had any no um, that's been a hallmark of a kevin Steele defense is that somebody makes the catch okay fine they're going down right there um, and a lot of the short passes you know your your bubble screens or your quick your quick screens the quick game they just make the tackle immediately, and you, your off. Most offenses are not going to connect on every single one of those. So even if they're they're eight out of ten, the if you're not gaining any more than three or four yards on it, it's it's really a plus for the defense anyway. Yeah. Overall, the the corners were probably the most impressive unit on the defense in this game. I mean, I you know, Roger McCurry had the pick. Overall, played a really good game. Um, Christian Tut looked fantastic in the nickel. You know, we had we all kind of had some concerns about him. But, you know, he got beat a couple times at the end of the year last year, but uh, played a really good game in this one, I think. Yeah, I think um, so, too. Yeah. And then Jalen Simpson, you know, his first start, he looked like he earned it. You know, we, we found out Domeo uh, was – I guess, was he injured or was it COVID? I forget. I don't think it was uh, – they officially – Says nobody was missing because of COVID. Okay. I think that's an actual injury. Okay. Uh, well, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Domeo was on the on the sideline too. Right? Okay. So. So yeah. So I mean, it hurt not having him. He was. I think they kind of expected him to win that job, but um, you know, Simpson showed why he was the guy. Uh, yeah. Pritchett Pritchett played some, and I think he got beat a couple times. It seemed like most of the times we got beat through the air, except for that one. Uh, between the safeties was was Pritchett, uh, but again, another young guy, so you can live with that. Um, the defensive line 
didn't have their best day. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, we were getting beat up front a lot, yeah. especially in that first half. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, it's going to be one of the better offensive lines we face. So um, to start out the year, and, and they got better as the game went on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's encouraging, I would think. Yeah, and it was interesting to see, you know, Big Cat did come on and play some in the second half. Uh, I don't know if he was on the field a ton, but I, he was out there some. But, you know, you lost Eric Hall, too. So you lost your starting yeah. buck for the whole second half. Uh, At least we didn't lose him for the next game or the right, first half of the next right. game. Um, that was uh, – I guess we could return to that. The uh, uh, the pick six was great. I, I was – I mean, I, I think we were all uh, oh, I was thoroughly, mind. thoroughly overjoyed <laughs> with that one. Yeah, um, that's, uh, that's what I call a, a dog scaring touchdown. <laughs> because when you start yeah. not only scaring the dogs in your own home, yeah. but maybe maybe yeah. in the neighbor's home too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was uh that was amazing, and it sucks that it was brought back because of a penalty that wasn't even being reviewed. Uh, I mean, he clearly didn't step out. I don't even know why they had to review whether they stepped out. Like he he was never even close. Um, uh, the live where he I mean I guess away from the tackle, it was close enough to review. I mean, um. I mean, At least I, I thought it was but. live and on the field. I guess they wanted yeah. to be sure. Um, sure, but, but my problem that I had, and I, I think Chief, you hit on this in the Slack during the game. It the block happens precisely in front of one of the officials. The official yeah. that's chasing the play down the sideline. Yeah, it happens right in front of him. He does not throw a flag. So, like, I get that. You know, you want replay to be able to fix. A clear and obvious error to right. borrow from a from another sport, but <laughs> common sense calls. Gus was calling it exactly, yeah. exactly, and 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 it hurts because if if Derek just reaches out and shoves the guy with his arm, then it it provides the same effect, and and we get that touchdown at the end of half. Right. It ends up not mattering, and I think if you're Gus, you go into the locker room and say, "Look, you know we've." we've played bad enough to be losing and we've also played well enough that we should probably be up 15 to seven right now. So yeah. let's kind of reset. Let's make our adjustments and, and get better in the second half. Um, that was as mad as I've ever seen Gus as mad as you'll ever see him. Yeah, that, that was up there with the, uh, <laughs> he, it was a couple <laughs> years ago where he got multiple personal fouls. Oh, for not it, cussing on the sideline at all. Ole Miss and yeah. Ole Miss in 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were yeah. there. Chief, Chief, and I were at that game. We were like, and what? We always, we always wanted to figure out what in the world Gus Malzahn has to say. A man who does not curse has to say to get 15, and he wound up getting, uh, getting 15 in the Alabama game a few yeah, weeks later. That's right. About a month yeah. later. Right. Um. Yeah. I, it, he was basically yelling at Cole Kublik because he couldn't hear him, but he's so oh, yeah. mad. He was like, I right, what? I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> I was wondering if there was going to be some of that this year with, you know, uh, reporters have to be yeah. just yeah. six feet away and, you know, coaches are not going to have the patience. Uh, the patience for that kind of stuff. Even if they're winning, especially – Especially going into halftime, they're wanting to get in there and talk to their teams, right? Uh, so and after that play, I mean, it's yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It seemed like Bo Nix was pretty pissed off too. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. About a decapitated a ref. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, <laughs> there's going to be some Nick Saban gold uh, this year from some of those halftime interviews, hopefully from uh, our game when we play them. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it can sometimes be good to get jobbed like that. Cause then you, everybody has some motivation. It gets everybody fired up to go out there and, and, uh, and, and, and you know, that happening to us probably helped us. Uh, whereas, Kentucky may have come out way more fired up than we were because of what had happened to them. Instead, we we, we had a uh, a little bit more to be mad about. I think uh, in that case, it was just silly. But you know, nonetheless, we went into halftime up and returned and played pretty well. So yeah. So we've hit on the defense quite a bit. Uh, let's let's talk about the offense. Um, this wasn't Bo's best game of his career, but it. This was probably the most polished we've seen him. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't really make any mistakes. Um, he was so he's 16 for 27, 233 yards, three touchdowns. I'd say he had four touchdowns because Schwartz was in, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I agree. And I don't really want to give. Yeah, we didn't even DJ talk Williams about that. Touchdown after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no, Schwartz was absolutely in. And yeah. I, I don't understand why they didn't review that, but whatever. Um, but that was, you know, I think I, I if you go back and look, I want to say most of Bo's incompletions were he just threw it away. They weren't. Yeah, so uh, he had what, nine incompletions, and I think it was three throwaways and two drops. Yeah. So that, that's four off-target passes. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Um, um, and all, all three or four of the touchdown passes were awesome plays, too. I mean, yeah. Two of them were just Seth going up and, you know, being Seth Williams. Yeah, that kind of feels like a cheat code, uh, old Seth. Yeah, uh, there. we we better take advantage of that this year. Um, yeah. he's going to be making a lot of money next year. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. so. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I've I've maintained that, and I said this during the game. I said it in our snap judgments. He is the most talented wide receiver we have ever had. I think um, so. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, and yeah, pretty I easy. think. I think some of the only responses I got I got out of that were like maybe Duke Williams, but Duke didn't have the mental game. Right. He, he didn't have it between his ears. Um, Sammy Coates didn't have the hands. He absolutely yeah. had had speed. Yeah. Uh, and, and could go get the ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, you might be like able to wonder seven, what but, you know, Obamato or Ramachudu would have done in a you know twenty twenty offense as opposed to. Mm-hmm having two NFL running backs uh, taking all the glory. But, kind, of, kind of wonder yeah, what, what Kyle Davis could have done if he could have, you know, stayed on <laughs> you campus. Know, sure. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I agree. I, just the things he did just yesterday were just, I was like, oh, I've never seen anybody here do that before. Right. <laughs> so, and, and you just throw the ball up to him. And he, like, he can jump. So he's already so tall. He he can jump. Like I don't know how high his vertical is, but it's pretty dang high. And there's no there's no cornerbacks or, or safeties that are going to be able to go up there and get that with him. I mean, there's maybe one or two in the country I would think that are that that are big enough. It's, it's other tall. guys yeah. that are going to be first round draft picks. Yeah, right. So uh, you know he he's a mismatch on ninety percent of the people he's going to be playing yeah. against. I would say. 
Um, and the that touchdown uh, throw up the middle, uh, I guess it was the first touchdown pass. Yeah, uh, that wasn't a. That, that's not the throw Chad Morris wants bow making. Uh, I think that was like <laughs> no. between two two defenders yeah. and off his back foot. Ended up, I mean, it was a good pass. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he had a, he had a few passes that were not the best. Uh, uh, yeah. they didn't look the best, but they ended up, I mean, they got where they were supposed to go. Um, and, yeah, and he, he really t- trusted his arm talent a few times and you know what? He has that arm talent to trust. So, yeah. um, you know, more power to him on some of those. I'd, I'd hesitate to do that against a defense that's not Kentucky's, but Kentucky had a solid defense last year. And yeah. Looked to be fairly solid again. Yeah. They were what, like one of the, the third best pass defense last year or something like that is that is that what i saw in the slack earlier it's, it's so nice just playing in the sec east <laughs> yeah, yeah right it really is right? an awesome quarterback player uh, there. <laughs> uh yeah i you know it Bo looked good and i mm-hmm. he looked like you'd want a guy to look he looked like he'd improve he looked like you would want your sophomore quarterback that played a full year to look he ran the ball just enough to, yeah, you know, be a threat. He goes six times for thirty-five yards. I mean, that's he's not going to be a dual-threat guy where he's rushing 10, 15 times a game. But that's what you need out of him: pick up some first downs, stay clean, don't take big hits. Uh, that's what he's able to do. Uh, yeah, um, especially I, when yeah. the ground game did nothing else. <laughs> I think we all all noted. That he he is still leaving the pocket a little too early, uh, not not trusting his offensive yeah. line uh, at, at times, um, and uh, I you know hopefully he'll he'll work on that some more, um, but I mean the signs are there that he he can take the next step this year I think and and be one of the top quarterbacks in the league, um, like he's supposed to be I suppose, I mean he is one of the most senior right. Like as far as uh, I think he he might have the most SEC starts. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I mean, <laughs> well, Kel, Kellen Mond is still Kellen Mond. Oh yeah, Terry Kellen Mond actually probably one of year of eligibility. Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, not that that helps them any. Uh, uh, in <laughs> Mond's case, that is. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm excited to see what Bo can do. Oh, please have. I'm sorry, I'm watching the Packers here. Uh, nope, that is the guy that my opponent has. Wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have Aaron Rodgers, so it's okay. Uh, but speaking of, but Bo Nix, just like Aaron Rodgers, right? Okay. Uh, we're back. Yeah, he's uh, the next yeah. Packers quarterback. Right? Uh, could be. <laughs> uh, well, but no, he he it really is like he's. I, I think I said this last year. He's sort of a what you expect to get out of. Brett Favre, he's not going to be the best quarterback in the league every year, but he's going to make some plays for you. And uh, sometimes some of those plays he's going to make are not going to lead to the best uh, outcomes, (laughs) but he might throw a pick or two. But, hey, uh, he's going to win you some ball games, and and I think that's what we can expect from from Bo. Well, but, you know, no interceptions. Uh, I don't even think he had a pass that was – that was, that was really kind of dropped or anything. I'm looking. Yeah, when he, I mean, yeah, when he missed, one, it was... Yeah, I don't, I don't think... 
threw it short where it wasn't going to get picked off or he threw it out to the sidelines. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they ever laid a finger on the ball, that, yeah. on a ball that he threw. So that that's one, pretty encouraging. Yeah, they had one pass breakup okay. uh, out of that. So, you know, I think the – I think Bill Connolly's formula is about, what is it, two out of every nine pass breakups should be an interception, give or take. Yeah. So, you know, certainly only having one in a game is – is a positive. There were no fumbles, uh, at least from, from Bo, there were some bad snaps. Uh, and he had one sack, but it was a scrambling and he went out of bounds a yard short or excuse me. That was, uh, he didn't go out of bounds, but he just kind of just kind of took the sack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was really just a, a a one yard loss. Mm -hmm. So he avoided a lot of negative plays, uh, got us out of some yep. uh, you know we had a a it almost looked like a broken play it was a it was a free play uh and he turned it into a big gain uh, i think that was about a 20 25 yard pass to seth it didn't it didn't look the prettiest but you know it was a free play yeah. he knew he had the opportunity to just throw it up there and trust trust 18 to go get it well, yeah. we haven't even talked about his uh his best plays of the game yet no it's when he was on the special teams unit punting the ball. Dude, those punts, <laughs> I'm telling you. Those are pretty so, freaking Was it good. the first or the second time that they just didn't go after it? It's uh, uh, both times, I think right? Was, they yeah. just froze. They didn't even move. Yeah. I, I don't know what that was about. I mean I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I, I guess they're af- they're afraid of what I thought we should have done, which is just pass the ball to one of those guys. But we still could have done it because they weren't running with the gunners. Yeah, that's weird. Um, it was like they didn't was, know the play happened. It was very close where he could have laid the ball out like he was going to punt and then pull it back and throw, and he might have had an opportunity. And you know, I said in the in the slack before we started. If we have a fourth down somewhere between the 40s, that should be our punt. Uh, you know, Aiden Marshall, Oscar Chapman, both were fine. Uh, Marshall, a 42-yard punt. Chapman punted twice, averaged 43. Long was 45, so the other's 41. So that's fine. Kentucky only returned one punt, so we kept those down. But when you, you know that Bo can pin it inside the 10, so we feel confident enough that he's going to hit a, hit that punt well enough that we're going to put you inside the 10. And that's kind of the best, you know, might even be the, the medium scenario. If they don't, if they try to put somebody back there or if they don't honor the gunners, then yeah, we'll pull it up and throw. Uh, there's a lot of options on that play. Uh, I, I think I've mentioned this on Twitter and some other places before, uh, the 1997 Auburn Mississippi State game, Mississippi State killed us doing that mm-hmm. because they would get into that kind of a look, and they really did it the entire game uh, with Matt Wyatt. And we would never have anybody back to return the punt. It was a slog of a rainy day, and we just couldn't get out of out of first gear on offense and got throttled by an average Mississippi State team. Uh, and then the next week went and bulldozed probably the best Georgia team of the nineties go figure. <laughs> Did that best but, Georgia team of the nineties like win anything? Just, oh, just no. curious. Uh, it was the one that finally beat Spurrier. So, <laughs> ah, okay. Sort of. 
sort of a championship, <laughs> right? They, they made it. Uh, that was the first year that Florida did not make the SEC championship game. They made every single one from 92 through 96. And Georgia beating Florida uh, about two weeks before we went over to Athens uh, eventually put Tennessee in the. Yeah, SEC right. It wasn't even Georgia because, that made it in. <laughs> right. And it was because of that game. Uh, Georgia scored first and then uh, and then they scored on the final play of the game to make it look much more respectable. Uh, but other than that, uh, just blew them out of the water that day. So just out of curiosity, does does Bo punting the ball count as gotcha and grab ass? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's the RPPO. <laughs> I mean, this entire thing started because we put him theoretically back as a punter. That's true. Or at least as a personal protector of the punter. So Yeah, I I mean, I like it. I think it's a better option in no man's land than than going for it, especially when it's, you know, fourth and you know more than three uh um but i mean i i I just like it in general i I like doing weird stuff that people aren't that prepared for obviously later in the season coming into it people will be prepared for it but still if he can just lay one down on the you know 10 yard line every time then who cares (laughs) yeah he's shown he has the ability um so, yeah, and even if it does go in, if if it does go into the end zone, I mean, who's to say that if we sent the real punt team out there, the same thing wouldn't happen? Right. So, yeah, that's true. There's not um, a lot to lose there. Uh, and, yeah. Except for, you know, something happens where he gets it blocked or he gets hurt or yeah, they yeah. take him out. But, but that can, I mean, he can that can happen on any play. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, the punter is just that. as protected as the quarterback is. So. That's true, if not more. Um, all right. Well, anything else on this game before we move on? Well, do we want to talk about the, uh, the offensive line and, uh, how it performed and, and then the running backs? Sure. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I think it's clear the offensive line has a little work to do. They they got some stuff to figure out. They got a gel too. I mean, these guys had never played a game together. Only one of them had played. So, right. Um, uh, and, and even in fall practice, they weren't or summer practice, they weren't all playing together either. Right. Um, you see, they were rotating a bunch of guys, and you saw it in this game. I mean, we played seven offensive linemen. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alec Jackson struggled. I think that's to be expected. Um, yeah, absolutely. Again, first time playing offensive line uh, in a game. But uh, there were some bright spots. I mean, Bradarius Ham looked awesome at right tackle. Uh, Brandon Council think- played both guard spots pretty well. I think now we see why he was like the starter at right tackle. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the one, one of the few that was nailed on. It seemed like we knew Nick Brahms had center that Brandon council had a spot. We may not know where it was and that Broderius ham really had right tackle nailed down. Yeah. And you know, it, it was not, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you it was a great day. I don't think it was as bad as a lot of things look. Um, if you take out uh, bad snaps, kneel downs, and uh, and I think Bo's one sack, we were over four yards a carry, which is not great, but it's 
it's passable. Um, the I think the bigger problem to me is the longest run of the day was 13 yards, and that was Bo, I believe, mm-hmm. on the second play of the game. Uh, the longest run by a running back was Sean Shivers had an 11 yard run. That's a highlight that's been out there where he kind of puts his puts his left hand on the ground and and really fights for some more yardage. Yeah, and that was also in the foot, the second drive. Yeah, I believe so. so. Yeah, so it was it was a bit limited. Of course, carries were a bit limited. We had 30 carries. Uh, one of two of those were kneel downs. I think two of those were fumbled snaps, which was ridiculous. Um, so really, and then one sack. So really 25 called runs. Yeah. There were only 24 running back run, or 20 running back rushes. Jeez. So, you know, Mark Anthony Richards didn't even see any playing time. I don't know if that was by design or from yeah, what. That was, that, that was the... Heck, that might have been the most uh, interesting thing to me about the game because we'd been hearing so much about him. At, at a, you know, what, what little we've heard out of camp, we'd heard a lot about him and how how he'd right. come on, how he was pushing for playing time, and then didn't get any. Um, it was a little weird. Um, he was dressed, right? I mean, uh, I believe so. I think he was on the field. I, I couldn't tell you, but. Yeah. Um, um, I think we got what we kind of expected from Shivers. You know, he started, had six carries, which, you know, even if he's the starter, he's probably not going to be a 15, 20 carry guy. Yeah, I, th- I think um, six to eight is probably where he's going to be. Sure. Yeah. And for most of the year. And he looked decent. You know, he had that one 11 yard carry. Um, yeah. He's probably not going to be a between the tackles guy t- a ton, but I think he can do it. Yeah. Um, if you get the right look, you know, maybe you have four wide and you let him run. Um, and he's still going to, he's got the speed to burn you on the outside too. Yeah. I, I think he, he's a situational guy. Um, I don't think he's the guy you want in there to run whatever we got. He can do it. I just, I just don't think, I don't know. I, I, he's, he's still so small and I know that's would hurt his feelings, make him mad. But I mean, in this conference, I just don't think you can be that small and 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 be the every down guy. Um, I think he's the running back for. This is a down where we could run or pass. Yeah, uh, first down back. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. First, down, Which, first down or second <laughs> down or. Um, he ran really, so much on first down. <laughs> right, of course. But you saw late in the game when we're trying to run out the clock, it was DJ Williams. It was tank. Yeah. You know, that's when they got their carries. You know, DJ had eight, uh, averaged only 2.6 yards. Uh, he was the one that got stuffed on the fourth down. He was a little hesitant. Of course that, that fourth down stop, it, it was a second and two. Um, and second down was a run by Williams. he, got maybe a yard and then he got stuffed on fourth down uh, as play action pass on, on third down. I'd like to see him get a little more decisive. Yeah. Um, just kind of pick your hole and go, especially on a fourth and one, you have to pick your hole and go. Uh, the guy that made the stop just, it was a zone read. And the guy that made the stop just slipped through the, the tackle and guard on the, on the backside of the play and beat DJ to the hole. 
Yeah. yeah. I I would have. I know we were just trying to win a ball game, so that's what you do. I would have liked to seen us get a lot more uh, runs in against that defense than you know the one we're going to face this upcoming weekend. <laughs> that's why I am glad that we rotated so many guys in on that offensive line, and 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 I I have to think we were just getting people reps and trying to see get stuff on tape to go through this week so they can figure out okay who right. wants to do what before we come up against one of the better defensive lines this this upcoming weekend um, but oh, overall i mean i was happy with the game the the first the first half was uh nervy but then the second half was was fun I mean, I just had fun watching football. It was great to have football back um, and great to have Auburn back. Yeah, I was uh, stuck on the couch in that first half, almost kind of paralyzed. (laughs) Part part of it was excitement and part of it was, please don't let this go wrong. And uh, (laughs) plenty went wrong in the first half. Um, But yeah, second half was a lot of fun. Um, And then just kind of the day as a whole. Yeah, to get get our game out of the way, you know, see Auburn look competent enough. You know, not world beaters, but as we would come to find out, not like some of the other top teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, LSU. I'm, I'm really glad we, Mississippi State. I'm really glad we didn't have to play State first game. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, that it's, I think that could have been anybody in this conference losing that game. <laughs> yeah, especially without. Uh, if if you're down any of your DBs, like yeah, oh, yeah. In, in the case of LSU being down Stingley, but if we mm. we were without Nomeo, but that didn't really hurt us in this right. game. Yeah, we're being down your DB, much less possibly the best defensive back in the country. Right, right. Stingley's really good. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think know. he's uh, stopping 623 yards passing though. Hey, that didn't stop K State. They were down all of their DBs. <laughs> Yeah, they were playing yeah. wide receivers at that corner <laughs> and beat Oklahoma. So no uh, excuses. Yeah, there was there was a lot of teams across the country that just didn't look good. Um, I don't know if that's not having spring practice or just goes back having to guys theory. out all summer. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's all of it. It's it's um, it's my whole theory of like everybody sucks. It's just about who sucks the least. Uh, and Auburn did fine. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's go to a commercial real quick and we'll come back and talk about this weekend's game. All right, and we're back. Uh, let's talk about Georgia. James, you got any thoughts about Georgia you want to share? I hate Georgia. As one should. And I, and I hope they lose. I hope they go one and nine this year. Uh, <laughs> I think y'all all know what that one would be. Uh, it's in a few <laughs> weeks, not next, not and certainly not this coming week. <laughs> yeah. As as far as this Georgia team, I, I know they brought in Todd Munkin. They wanted to open this offense up, but I don't think you can do that with Stetson Bennett the fourth and Dewan Mathis <laughs> with your fourth string quarterback. Stetson right. Bennett, what a name! I mean, the he, fourth? He is, the really, is he really Stetson Bennett the fourth? Yeah, he's really Stetson Bennett the fourth. Man. He you know is what? The equivalent of like if Tucker had gotten to play, right? Georgia. Tucker, I mean, he's a, he's a walk on. Shouldn't be playing quarterback in the SEC. 
but when you know, Jamie Newman sits the year out, JT Daniels hasn't been cleared. Uh, Dwan Mathis is really bad in that first half. And the the plan uh, a year ago was for Justin Fields to be the quarterback, and he transferred out before that could happen. So. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> that's a shame. Hate to see it. Wonder, wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, it's it's one of those games where if you watched it, you saw how bad it was uh, for Georgia, especially in that first half. You know, the final score. I think I think they still covered, didn't they? Depends on where you found it. I okay. believe the closing line was twenty eight and a half, which they did not cover. But the okay. line we had uh, for picks earlier in the week was twenty five and a half. So they okay. did cover mm-hmm. that line. Yeah, and and a lot of that was because every kicker turn, every defensive uh, stand, like they, you could see, they just had better athletes in Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas it was kind of like watching a game. What's that? Arkansas stinks. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, you said Arkansas that. State, and I was going to say, no. yeah, it looked like Georgia was playing Arkansas State. <laughs> I mean, it, they, uh, they seriously, even just uh, like special teams plays, it seemed like whoever Georgia had returning the ball was at the forty yard line every time. Yeah. They so I'll I'll put the numbers behind it. They had an average of forty five and a half yards on kick returns. <laughs> the two kick returns they had. Good night. Uh, and the long was forty eight. So it's not like they had an eighty yarder and a twenty yarder. They had a forty eight yarder and what would that be? Well, then they had the so. one at the safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess um, to open up the game. Yeah, they they had three punt returns for nineteen yard average. Yeah, uh, fifty so so they had twenty one and fifty seven, a hundred and forty eight yards in just special teams returning. Then you add on they had three interceptions, sixty eight yards of interception returns, and a touchdown. So that's a that's a ton of hidden yardage. You can you know you can win games with. 200 yards of total offense, which is near about what they had. They had, well, nearly 400, but, you know, again, it's like Arkansas. Yeah. Um, how do you think that's going to look this week? I mean, I, we, part of the problem is we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I think mm-hmm. the assumption is that it might still be Bennett, but, I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time the original starter stays the starter for the week two. Um, I think Mathis is, is probably the more physically gifted quarterback, without a doubt. Um, and I guess JT Daniels could get cleared. Who knows? But and, I, and, I, I, I mean, aren't we? You talk to some people from uh, from more informed on Georgia than us, and they don't seem to think he'll be cleared. Right? Is that right? I, I think that's the guess. And honestly, at this point, if he hasn't gone through any contact. Until now, I don't know how you start them this week. Yeah. Um, but didn't uh, didn't one of the guys uh, maybe get concussed? What, what was what was that about? Yeah. So Mathis got just decleated early in the game. I didn't see the hit, um, but from everyone that's told me that's seen it, uh, he may have been, had a concussion. Didn't go through concussion protocol, but you know he. As bad as he looked, maybe, maybe that's part of it. Who knows? Mm. Uh, well, I, I I sure hope that our Auburn has a better defense than Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would be pretty upset if we don't. Um, <laughs> I, I, they had, well, and Arkansas had three sacks, uh, another tackle for loss that was not a sack. So they were, and and then there were three fumbles. I don't know that all of those were particularly forced, but Georgia fumbled the ball three times. Uh, they really didn't protect the ball well, and and Arkansas was able to create some havoc. That's what so stood that's, out to me early was like even in the ground game, it didn't seem like Georgia was getting any kind of push. You know, getting. I mean, I would I would have expected even if the quarterback play wasn't great for Georgia to say, okay, well let's just run the ball, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't working at least in the first half. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not the expert on what Arkansas has in the front seven, but I can't imagine it's right uh, stellar, right. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I, going into this, I, I'm not, I'm not scared of their offense at all. Like I'm really not. So, uh, cause I don't, I, I mean, it's already pretty vanilla anyway. Uh, uh, and it's just, I guess the big test is, is our offense good enough to score on their defense? I mean, I, I know that sounds stupid and (laughs) obvious, but I, I just, I'm not worried about them scoring you know 20 something points on us um yeah i think it's i think it's a first to 20 yeah if not wins feels very very comfortable yeah about their chances yeah i mean it's definitely one of those where we can't give them easy points easy yards um you you can't have any big interceptions can't have breakdowns in in punt coverage or kickoff coverage um because the minute you give them the ball at midfield, you know, a couple times. Well, there's, you know, two or three touchdowns and mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and it seemed like on in our game, we were almost on purpose trying to get Kentucky to return kicks because we felt pretty good about our kick coverage. I would not want to, given that they had two 40 plus yard returns, I don't think you fool with that against this team. You kick it out of the back of the end zone and put them on the 25. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Make uh, this offense drive the field on you multiple yeah. times per game. Create enough plays on offense. Got to have some explosive plays in the running game. Uh, one one run of over 10 yards by the running backs is not going to cut it. Yeah. I, I You know, I get is George Pickens really their only offensive threat that we know I mean, uh, I think the number White. two receiver towards ACL uh, play locks. Ouch. So, I mean, he's gone. Um, and, and they've got multiple five stars at running back. Um, of course. Yeah. I think with Zemir White and I forget who else. Uh, Cook was uh, their number two. James Cook, certainly yeah. Bit, yeah, he was a big, big target. Uh, yeah. White averaged five and a half per carry. Uh, there was a 20 yarder in there. Uh, Cook averaged less than four, uh, seven carries, 26. So, yeah. but you know, they're breaking in a new offensive line as well. They're probably saying the same things that we are that, Hey, they got a game out there where they didn't have to, uh, you had your offensive line got to play together. And the cliche is that you make your biggest step between weeks one and two, you find out who can really play and who can't you you get a lot of the jitters out. Um, and let's uh, let's strap it up and see what happens next week. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm. I feel good about this game. Um, I, I, you know, I can get myself up for any game, but just, I mean, just seeing what we saw from Georgia on Saturday, um, it really doesn't. I, I think they're as bad off as everybody else without having, for all the numerous reasons that we know, this weird year. And um, I think we've got a more a complete uh, grasp on our offense. I, I, we've got a, as we talked about earlier, we got one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the league <laughs> right now. Uh, and I, I just, I, I know there's a lot of people that don't trust Bo, and I get it. I just, I tend to trust him at this point. Um, uh, I, I think he'll be ready, and I think, I think we will be ready. I, I, I think, I think we're going to have a little more success running the ball, hopefully, because I think we're going to work on that this week. And I think we talked about this in the Slack. We're hoping that we were just sort of holding back <laughs> a little bit, which I mean, it, it clearly seems like we did. We we only had, you know, twenty something runs uh, sure. from from running backs, so. Uh, we don't actually know uh, how good we are at that position currently. So, and I'm I want to say, uh, obviously having only twenty carries of, is going to cut that down. Going off the watching a few replays and, and things like that, we ran zone zone read uh, the GT counter where we pull both the guard and the mm-hmm. tackle. Ran a lot of that. And I think maybe I think that's what the Shivers run was. Yeah, yeah the big Shivers the long, the long one was a was a, a guard tackle counter. Uh, I think maybe one buck sweep or something similar to it, or maybe it was outside zone, uh, and then one non running back, non quarterback, non backfield player carry that was Stove had a one seven yard run on a sweep. So certainly didn't try to do anything spectacular in the run game. That could have been because it was Kentucky and we thought we could attack them through the air. That could have been because we just didn't get a chance to. Uh, but certainly yeah. all of that is still available. I think, I think, yeah, uh, part of it was our urgency to score. We wanted to get some points on the board quickly, and then Kentucky just held the ball for forever. And then <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we only had 24 snaps in the first half. That, yeah. That's part of what was kind of made me so antsy was it just seemed like we didn't, have the ball at all yeah i mean it, you know, we had the touchdown on the one drive and then it was like what i guess probably 15 plays on the other three drives maybe we can get nerd to look into chad morris's uh how how his success rate against teams that like to do that that like to just grind out games and hold the ball the entire time uh while i was at clemson not at, not at Arkansas, right? I can see <laughs> the smile Arkansas. on your yeah. face. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, so let's see. Georgia ran, and I don't know if any of these are kneel downs or, or whatever. There might have been one, but they ran 89 plays. So they're certainly moving at a relatively quick mm, pace. Yeah. Uh, so they're not looking to just hold on to the ball like Kentucky was. And maybe they'll do that in this game. They'll see that, okay, let's just limit possessions. And we know we've got an inexperienced quarterback out here. Let's not have, let's not try to have them do any more against uh, a very, very talented defense than we can. Now I'm going to 
go wash my mouth out with soap <laughs> <laughs> reference to Georgia. Uh, <laughs> All right. So I'm just trying to, I had to, I had to beat myself in the head with a hammer to get in Kirby Smart's brain, yeah. brain mindset there. Uh, I, we got to beat bowl cut, man. Right. I mean, yeah. This is I mean, we, so we haven't won in Athens. Was it 16 years now? 15 years now? Right. Brian, there used to be used to be before uh, your living memory that we always won an Athens. <laughs> I was raised with the uh, with the saying that oh the road team always wins this game. Yeah, yeah. By the time yeah. I got old enough to actually watch that, I was like, what the hell? Like we lose every time in Athens. Well, I, I like to take credit for us beating Alabama six times in a row. Uh, I guess I also have to take credit for us. Uh, starting to lose to Georgia all the time uh, on the, on the flip side of that. So, and, and for ruining that, we always, the, the road team always wins thing. Um, so, although it, it carried on for a little while while I was in school. Uh, but Yeah, we did not. And I'm doing this off of memory, but I'm fairly certain I'm right. We lost there in 91 and did not lose again until 2007. Yeah. Which was of course the blackout. Uh, and 2005 might have been one of the best of those. So yeah. maybe, and maybe that's it. Uh, that, that was a that was an absolutely wonderful game on both we, sides. Georgia had a great team. They won the SEC that year because they upset uh, upset LSU. I think two weeks later. Yeah, we, and that we were on. We had a three three. Ryan, there was a time we had a three game winning streak against them. Nah, oh three oh four oh five, baby. <laughs> yeah, not oh three. Uh, it would have been oh, that, that's right. Four, five, six. Yeah. No, we beat it. No, oh. they beat us in six. That's oh, we did. That was my last game as a student. Oh. Wait, did we not win the, there in 03? No. No, that was my first game over there. Uh, uh, we shoot. could not move the ball at all uh, against them in that game. That was, uh, to be honest, that was the game that sealed the deal on Jetgate happening. Oh uh, yeah, because William Walker. That's very, right. Very I don't know upset. why I thought we won a game in '03. Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> no, we we did uh, we did beat them three years in a row: '99, 2000, and 2000. That's right. That's right. That was it, and that's and, that includes two wins in Athens, including a four and five Auburn team going over there in '99 against a Georgia team that was ranked. And Georgia was booed off their own home field at halftime, <laughs> down thirty-one to nothing. Uh, I got a I got a great story about that. I was uh, I was playing basketball, and one of the uh, the assistants was a uh, a Georgia guy, and and he was just all upset. And me and me and my buddy were giving him so much hell because we were watching it back in the coach's office because uh, uh, we had a game that day. And uh, man, we gave him so much hell for that. That was fun, fun times. Yeah, Auburn effectively ran the spread and figured out that Georgia could not cover Ronnie Daniels uh, to the extent that Ronnie Daniels nearly set the receiving record and Ben Leard set the passing record that day uh, with over yeah. 400 yards and four touchdowns. And then he ran for one, too. Hey, let's let's hope we see that again uh, Saturday. That would be fantastic. Hey, I, I don't know if I want to say that we want Bo Nix to look like Ben Leard, but... In that game, hey. I do. <laughs> ben hey. could sling it, buddy. Ben Leard in in '99. I, I'll say this: uh, in games that he started and finished, I think our only loss was to 
an SEC champion Alabama team, one that lost to Louisiana Tech, but still they won the title. Uh, Otherwise, if he started and he finished, we won. Uh, Unfortunately, he got hurt in the middle of the season and kind of threw that, threw a wrench in that. And then the next year went, I believe, nine and three. Well, nine and four because we had to play Florida twice. Uh, Well, it's a, and, and won the West. Shocking what you can do when you add a running back to, uh, yeah. <laughs> to to your offense, which right. we did not have in '99. Uh, a really really good running back too, to mind you. When Heath Evans is not your number one uh, ball carrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so it, this has happened for 15 years now. So what if if we are to lose this game because Athens is cursed? What happens out outside of like Bonex getting hurt or not playing because of COVID reasons? What is, what's the downfall if, if things don't go well? Well, I can tell you this: uh, I won't have to go as far to watch Smoking the Bandit after the game is over. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think if I think that happens if they're able to establish the run enough uh, and keep whoever plays quarterback for them in in manageable situations, keep them in plus territory. Uh, and we cannot run the ball, and then they get a big special teams play. I think those are the, those are the three keys uh, that we need to avoid. So we need to be able to stop the run, make them one-dimensional. We have to play sound in the kicking game, and uh, we need to be able to run the football. We don't have to run for 200 yards. We don't have to run for 150. But if we run for an effective 125 and – and keep Bo in plus situations where he's getting a good look. I feel good about our chances. Yeah, I, I think it it is on. Like I said before, I don't think their their offense. I'm not worried about their offense. Um, ob, I, obviously, they could come out and look completely different and run the ball down our throats. Just it's it's hard for me to imagine that happening. Um, honestly. Um, because we'll, they'll have they'll have to throw the ball some. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be able to do what Kentucky did, and uh, it, we just need to keep them in the third and long and actually, uh, you know, make the stops on third downs. I, th- I think that's the key go. to the game. Uh, if we can uh, stop them on more than fifty percent of third downs, <laughs> I feel pretty good about uh, where we're at. Um, yeah, I mean, so for me, I think the. This this really is the nightmare scenario because I think the way that they end up beating us is if somehow they're able to get the ball to George Pickens and he just has a Mike Evans kind of day. Yeah. And I, I know how we all feel about George Pickens. So Yeah. <laughs> um I like him more I, than I like Joe Mixon. That's uh, fair. I mean <laughs> one person is <laughs> convict, but well, uh, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I try to say something nice about somebody. Yeah, you yeah. Your mama taught you right. Uh, yeah, I, I think he, he's their most dangerous man, obviously. Um, and to be fair, our guys were not tested by Wilson this past week. Um, yeah, from either Wilson or the receivers. I mean, uh, we definitely they, had the advantage there. They had some guys that were wide open. That worries me a little bit, but I think we just weren't worried about it. Like, 
Yeah, because I mean, the first couple drives, you saw Wilson take off a couple times. So I'm, I, f- I feel like we were keeping him in front yeah. of us. Yeah, it, that was more important to us than giving up a, a you know, long passing play. And th- and they did get a few long passing plays in, um, and it was because of that we just completely right. sold out to stop them. And and neither one of these Georgia quarterbacks is going to force us into that sort of situation. So I think we're okay there. Any last thoughts? How how are they an eight point favorite? That's what's killing me right now. Uh, they're at home, and uh, see, you know, I don't. They haven't. That that haven't. line's gonna come down, right? Yeah, it has to. I, and I think, I think Vegas is gonna be wrong a lot this year because I think they're they're gonna be stuck on that. Oh, they're a home thing, and I don't think home field matters nearly as much as it normally does for a lot I'm of teams. I'm not sure I'd give them a, a five point favorite either, though. Yeah, I don't. Think I, and, and obviously we're biased, but I mean, what did who? What did anyone see that makes them think that? I don't know. Is it all like they just don't think that Gus can beat a good team on the road? I mean, is that it? I that that is what it comes down to for me. You know, it's a it's a prove it scenario. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where a lot of Auburn fans are probably right now. Um, I, I know we've been pretty positive here, but. I, I would imagine that uh, a good portion of the fan base is tempering their expectations for this game based on what we've seen before. Well, taking nothing away from how the team played, they played well, uh, all things considered. If Auburn loses to Kentucky, it's a bad season. If Auburn loses to Ole Miss or Mississippi State, it's a bad season. More often than not, there's a couple of exceptions, but it's rare. Um, if Auburn loses to Georgia, yeah, we can still have a good season, but those are the games that you're measured on. Yeah. And that's while Gus is probably passing the test of, of the one game he needs to win more than any other better than he has any right to, to be honest with you. Yeah. He's, he's failing test number two. Uh, his, his two wins over Georgia are his first year uh, when you blew a 20-point lead and a game where you played one of, your, one of the best games they played under Gus and then two weeks later, or three weeks later, I guess, uh, it, all, it all was undone. Now, that's yeah. some things were out of his control, but that was, that's still, still true. Still a tough pill to swallow. There's not really any excuses for losing this game, right? I mean, no, no. I don't think so. I think I, we should win this game. I, I, I honestly think uh, when you look at it, we have the better offensive line, uh, or better offensive line. We've got a, the better uh, quarterback. Um, we've got. I, I, I think Seth Williams is better than George Pickens. I, you can say what you will. I, I think he is. Um, and we've got some other weapons at wide receiver, uh, more so than they do at this point, I think, um, running backs, sort of a question. Um, I mean, I would, I am still willing to pit our defense against any other defense in this conference, uh, save maybe Alabama's, uh, you know, I, I didn't watch their game. So, um, I think they still gave up what, 19 or 20 to Missouri, didn't they? Yeah, they and did. a lot of those it were garbage was, time. But. Yeah, it was all it was all in garbage time. It was thirty five three at the half. Uh, I'll I'll say this: I think these are the two best defenses in the conference, and okay. right now I believe they're one and two in SP plus. 
Uh, that makes so sense. that really leans into the first to 20 wins. And when you're talking about that kind of a total, special teams plays either making a mistake in, in special teams, giving somebody a short field, or making a big play. You know, if, uh, if Jordan Peters can come through and block a punt, that could absolutely win the game or turn the tide of the game. Uh, so that's what's we're going to have to be sound in the kicking game. Yeah. Uh, if, it, if it comes down to special teams, I'm feeling pretty good about our special teams at this point. So, uh, that's the best punter in the conference with Bo Nix. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that just about does it. Um, I, I will be remiss if we don't mention Gus in the uh, Pat Diatire this past week. Yeah, I was, was going to ask if you guys think uh, think we'll see that again this week. I don't know. I I don't know if Gus is going to lean into it as like a thing. Yeah, now. It, it's yeah. It, but it, it was a very I, touching tribute. It was the game. more I saw it. Every time I saw it, though, I'm like. He's like, is this his Halloween costume? Like, it's mm-hmm. it felt more and more yeah. like a ha- Halloween costume the more I saw of, of him in it. But it's still, it was it was nice. It was a nice thing to do. Um, it, I mean, it's hard to think of anything else he could have done. Like, and it's hard to think of any other coaches that would have done that. Which yeah, is yeah, there's a lot of ego between head coaches, and you know, oh, is this former guy that was a coach? You know, is he a legend and you know, more important than me? Right. And I, I think former coaches at Auburn may have taken issue with that. And uh, I really appreciate what Gus did there. Well, so, I, yeah. I think I think uh, Coach Dye showed a lot of support for Gus. Um, yeah. It um, seems like he was still really close with a lot of the players on this team. Yeah. It seems like he was at most of the practices the last couple of years. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that uh, made a made it a point that they really liked Gus's tribute. Like it was, it was a good thing for them too. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I was happy to see it. Yeah. I would not blame Gus at all. If he, if he goes back to his comfort zone, if it's a, sure. a sweater vest and a visor, that's, that's him. That makes him feel at home and, and that's okay. But I really, really appreciated that. Um, you know, that, that was really great to see. And, and it shows that somebody that's from Arkansas that didn't, have any connection to Auburn until 2009 can respect the history that, that has been made here can respect what Auburn's about and, and, and really show that out. I, I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. I, I, you know, all that said, Gus is a pretty superstitious guy and we <laughs> won a game with, uh, with him wearing that attire. So, he, it looked pretty good with a sweater vest over it, although he'd look like what Woody Hayes if he did that. So, <laughs> well, uh, I will or Dick Buckus. Yeah, I, I will say this. Uh, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. Pat, uh, Coach Dye did wear a sweater vest for the '89 Iron Bowl. No, oh. he had a he had a button a full button down shirt tie, and then had the sweater vest over it, and then the blazer over that. So. Uh, I, I actually thought he was going to do that later in the year th- because yeah. it kind of it's kind of a Gus look and kind of a uh, yeah, coach die right. look. But I think well, we make it see it come back. It'd be it's awesome. be a little bit chilly in Athens this, this weekend. I think it's supposed to be uh, like the low on that Saturday is is forty five or fifty. It'd be amazing if he he kept the look and just went with a different die hat every week. 
Dana, you heard it here first. This is a great idea. We'll put it in your brain. I know, I know he's a Gotta get podcast Josh to listener. pass this along for yeah, us. Yeah, we might. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're at 70 minutes at this point. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we, we had stuff to talk about this week. Sure. Yeah. Sports are back. It's a good feeling. All right. Well, we'll, we'll be talking to you after uh, a Georgia win, hopefully. Johnny Hill, Georgia. Welcome. <laughs>